You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Tonight I want to speak to you on what I call the eyes of your mind. Okay? Now, if you're going to be, if you're going to get out of poverty, there is what you need to see. There's how you need to see. There's how you need to see life. There's how you need to see situations. There's how you need to see even the challenges you are faced with. There's how you need to see them. I'm excited when I face challenges because they force me to develop the ability to navigate. I discovered that uh, I developed some amazing navigational skills when I'm trapped. Hallelujah. Yes. So when you're in a situation where it's like, no, there's no way out. It's because you can't see. It's just because you can't see. So the way God provides is, one of the ways he provides is that he begins by showing you something. Many people expect that God will just provide by, you know, throwing something. Just throw them with a box of, you know, euros or something, you know. They just hit them. Ooh, and then whew, euros everywhere. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. You've answered my prayer. No, God might be answering your prayer by opening your eyes. You see? Yeah. So one of the ways out of poverty is sight. Your mind has eyes. Touch someone and say, your mind has eyes. I hope you are not blind in your mind. Okay, let's start by looking at the scriptures. Um, Ephesians chapter 1. That scripture that you love. Come on. Yes. Huh? Verse 17, he says, this is Paul praying for the church of Ephesus. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18, what? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I'll stop there. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The NIV says the eyes of your heart. The eyes of your heart. When your heart does not see certain things, you will, you will, you can give up. You can give up because you can't see. You can give up because you can't see. You can, you can throw in the towel because you can't see. Are you getting me? Yeah. You can end a relationship because you can't see. You can fail to start a relationship because you can't see. Come on. Yeah. 
So the ability, how many people know that it takes a kind of eye for you to appreciate certain things? All right? The first time I saw raw gold, honestly, it didn't look impressive. It's not impressive. Why? You don't have the eyes to see. So the fact that you cannot see it, does it mean that it's not there? The fact that you cannot see it or you cannot appreciate it, maybe you, 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 maybe you see, but you cannot see. You, 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 know, you, you get what I'm saying? You see, but you don't see. They look, but they don't observe. So you will walk past it. I remember, I've shared this story before years ago. You know, where I come from, we used to have a lot of precious stones. So, you know, you, you will pick these things by the river and play with them. Nice looking stones. Huh? And so I gathered them. I had, I had a bottle full of these stones. And I used to use them to decorate my room. So when you come to my room, you just see different stones. You know, and I had this cousin who had eyes. Okay? He had eyes. I mean, I saw them as deco. That was all I saw. But he saw them and said, this is an opportunity. And guess what? He stole them. <laughs> you know what? The next thing I knew, he had gone to Thailand to dispose of those stones. Hey, ignorance is bad. Ordered a flight, went, made money, came back. Hey. It was later on I discovered that I had topaz, I had sapphire, I had emerald. I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know. It takes a kind of eye. Hallelujah. It takes a kind of eye. And when I discovered, oh my God, I regretted. I could have sorted out some, some issues, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you know, sometimes you can be in a situation where you are in your comfort zone and you cannot see. You can walk past treasure and not see. The greatest wealth is not under the ground, is on the floor, on the surface. Touch someone and say, 
Just have a good look at me. Yeah. Yeah. You are of more value. Come on. You are of more value than what is what you are walking on. Hallelujah. So we walk past people. We ignore people. Come on. Yeah. We undermine people. Because we're blind. So, the greatest wealth on the earth is not the diamonds. It's not the gold. It's not all the minerals. That's why in heaven they walk on gold. I mean, how do you do that? Walking on gold. Because you are more precious than gold. Are you getting my point? So, so when God wants to do things in your life, there are certain people he brings. But because you are blind, you don't see. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Yeah, open my eyes. Yeah. So, there are different types of wealth. Okay? All we know today is just economic wealth. Which is, which is like probably one-tenth of, of wealth. Economic wealth is good, but that is not all. That's the, you know, maybe that's the least. Okay. There is, do you know that, do you know that there is what you carry? There is the wealth inside you. (laughs) Did you know that? There is wealth inside you. You're carrying it, but you don't, you don't even know. Why? Because you've allowed your circumstance and your situation to define you. You've allowed the size of your bank account to de- define you. It's good to have a fat bank account. Make no mistake about that. It's good, because if we had that, we wouldn't even be here. We would have paid for that place, that 20 million rand place. You see, and I want you to get that wealth out of you quickly, so that somebody can just write that check and sort this thing out. We can't be talking like this. It's it's embarrassing. Come on. I can't be talking to billionaires and then, you know, just... Aren't you embarrassed, you know? I remember this guy, this guy in Nigeria that came here to study. He came to attend the school of aviation and then ended up buying the school. (laughs) That's how to do it. You go to school, you like it, you just buy the school. (laughs) 
there. So there are levels. Tell someone there are levels. Yeah. When the home affairs is phoning you, chasing you to come and give you permanent residence, and you turn it down. You know, there are levels. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, but that's just economic wealth. There is wealth. People are wealth. You notice, most of the European countries, they don't have minerals. Yeah, and they're considered wealthy nations. How? And then you, with all your minerals. Sure. May God help us. Yeah. With all your minerals. Do you know that there is no mineral that is not in Africa? Every mineral that this world is using and needs. Without Africa, this cell phone will not work. You know, there are components here. If, if not for Africa, we won't, this, we won't even have this. And yet we don't know. Hmm? Imagine that. That's why the world wants us to fight each other so that while we're busy fighting, they're busy looting. And this looting is on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Hmm? Go to Congo. You know, jumbo jets, cargo jumbo jets, every night, landing. 3 a.m. when people are sleeping. They land 3 a.m. 4 a.m. they are up. By the time people are awake, they don't know what transpired at night. How can you bring cargo planes at night? What? You know what a jumbo jet is? You know how many tons that can carry? And it's happening on a daily basis. And yet, there's still more. May God awaken our leaders. Amen. May God give us leaders that have sight. Amen. May God give us deliver our leaders from poverty. May God deliver us. When people are poor here, it doesn't matter what you give them. It doesn't matter how much, how many minerals they have. Because here they cannot see. They have eyes, but they cannot see. And that's why you need to pray for sight. You need to pray for God to open your eyes. Open the eyes of your mind. Show you the wealth around you. 
show you what you are walking past on a daily basis without knowing. You're looking for someone to give you a salary that will take you out of your situation. Well, I guess salary has its place, but that's not wealth. That's not even economic wealth. It's not the least. One day I'll do a series on entrepreneurship. And then blow your mind. Every one of us here. God did not create anybody to live in poverty. Honestly. Nobody was created to live. It's not for you. You're not designed to live like that. Are you getting me? No, I mean, look at Adam. All right? God made Adam. Put put him in the garden. Before God put man in the garden, do you know that all the minerals on the earth today, were there from the beginning. It's not as if God added after some time, oh, population explosion, let's add some more. Are you getting my point? Yeah. He didn't say, oh, population is exploding, so, you know, I think, um, yeah, we're running out of... No, 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 no. God does not think like that. A poor mindset thinks scarcity. But a wealthy mind thinks abundance. Hallelujah. So God put him in the garden. Put some rivers there. One river parted into four rivers. And one of those rivers is where gold. He didn't even need it at that time. This is for the future. Adam, you are going to develop and you get to a point where you will need to replicate heaven on earth. So I'm giving you the resources to make that happen. So where did poverty come from? It's created. It's man-made. It's man-made. It is not God-made. So don't think poor. Even with an empty pocket, you can have an, a, a wealthy mind. Do you get my point? Why? Because you are seeing. You are seeing beyond your income. As a man thinketh, There is economic wealth. But what about relational wealth? Do you know that do you know that do you know that relationship is currency? Do you know that? Oh, you didn't know? It's a more powerful currency than the sterling and the euros. Relationship is more powerful. Because relationship can bring into your life what nothing else can bring. 
Why did Jesus come? He came because of relationship that was messed up. Are you getting my point? So, if you're going to be wealthy, begin to think relational. Yeah. So, a poor mindset only thinks of how to use people. To get things. But a wealthy mindset thinks of how to use things to get people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, use things. That's why Jesus says, make for yourself friends with the unrighteous mammon. So, in other words, use money. Use riches to get wealth. Use riches. And that's why people that only spend money on themselves are the most impoverished people. You have, but you don't know how to bless. You don't know how to be a blessing. You don't know how to impact lives. You don't know how to advance the kingdom of God. Then you are miserable. It's like the Laodicean church. Jesus said to them, you, you say you are rich and you are wealthy. He said you are wretched. And you are poor and even naked. Whew. So that means there are people today who have fat bank accounts but are wretched. How do you explain that? So if you don't put things in the proper perspective, you can become a miserable person. Years ago, I remember a billionaire that committed suicide on his own island. He, I mean, he used to go to work in a chopper. You know, he had his own he, he had his own telepad on his office building in London, in the central London. So he would just fly and land on his building and go to the office. How many people have you heard of going? Is it? So he had it, but he was poor. <laughs> Amen. Now I'm not undermining what he had, because I he, 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 he came to England as a, an immigrant. <laughs> yeah. An immigrant. So he, he worked and he developed and built this massive empire. But if you limit your pursuits just to the economics of things, you are going to miss the whole point. So, if God should make you a multimillionaire today, what are you going to do? Some people will lose their minds. Some people will become dictators. Are you getting my point? Some will become, you know, first class sinners. 
Hallelujah. Now you can sponsor your sin. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I'm telling you. Yeah. So now you can, you know, you can have breakfast in London. Have lunch. You know, in Hamburg. And then have dinner, you know, somewhere across. Then you cannot afford to have, like, you know, different families all over the world. Without them knowing. Yeah. Oh, you don't know? It's happening? It's happening. I know people like that, so it's not, I'm not making it up. It's, this is some people's life. So these families here, they think, oh, well, he's the only one. They are the only ones. But he can afford to sponsor such a lifestyle. Is that wealth? No. It's wretched. Are you getting up? Yeah. So that's why if you don't, if you don't seek the true riches, you can lose your soul. And uh, if you know me, I'll tell you the truth. Hallelujah. Offend you officially and privately. But then it will save your soul. It will save your soul. So, there is economic wealth. There is relational wealth. All right. Obviously, there is spiritual wealth. Okay? There is spiritual wealth. And then there is wealth in you in the form of your abilities. You know that the abilities you have, that's a deposit of God's wealth in you. So, you see somebody who has developed... His ability. You become jealous of him. But yet you have yours that you hid under the ground. You dug the ground and put it there. You didn't do anything. That's why we're talking about fruitfulness. It's important. It's part of the wealth that God has given you. There's nobody that was sent here poor. Maybe economically poor, but not totally poor. Nobody is totally bankrupt. Yeah. God has put something in you. Hallelujah. It's, 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 there are treasures in you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's what the Bible says. Touch your neighbor and say, there's treasure in you. There's treasure. Okay. Nobody sees it. And so, why should you be offended that they cannot see it? If they are not trained to see, if they are blind, do you get mad at somebody's blindness? Huh? You are walking and you see this person is blind, then you get angry. Oh, why is this person blind? No, you don't do that. Why? Because it's a condition. Do you understand? It's a condition that that person didn't choose. 
If somebody is sick, you don't get mad at him for being sick. You get my point. So if he's blind, you can't say, look at you. You used to see before, now you're blind. Why did you allow glaucoma and all this thing to... What's wrong with you? No, no, no. You can't do that. So spiritually, that's the state of some people who don't see the treasure in you. So stop getting offended. And pray for them. Oh, you don't see. Oh, may God open your eyes one day. Hallelujah. But you that knows, do something. God, open your eyes. May he anoint your eyes with eye self that you will see. Hallelujah. The reason why we are not, many of us are not involved in reaching the loss is because we don't see. We don't see that this is true wealth. <laughs> these, are, these, are, these are treasures. This is your eternity. This is an opportunity for you to, you know, amass eternal wealth. Oh, no, you know, I don't like to talk to people. I don't like, you know, I just like to mind my own business. You know, I just like to keep everything to myself. Okay, keep it. No problem. But don't criticize those who are doing it. Some of us are good at that. Come on, he said, no. Huh? What's all this? Every time, every time, church, church, church. This commitment is too much. You're poor and wretched. That's why you're talking like that. You can't see. You can't see. There are ways to access true riches, and that's why I'm trying to help you. Because you need to become rich first before you get wealthy. So if you are still wretched, <laughs> my Lord, so may God open your eyes to see the wealth in people. May God open your eyes to see the wealth in the relationships God has given to you. May God open your eyes to see the wealth in this church. You don't know. I know. There's great wealth here. Yeah. So, some people, instead of them to be part of changing the world, you know, they would rather be part of a stadium uh, of spectators. Open your eyes. See, see. Touch someone. Say, open your eyes and see. Open your eyes. Let God help you. Pray. Ask Him. Open my eyes. Lord, help me to see. Help me to see the treasures. Help me to see the wealth. Help me to see true riches. Help me. Help me. Yeah, some people are not married because they can't see. It's not because God didn't bring, you know, 
They just can't see. That's all. They can't see. That's all. Thank God, open your eyes. You're walking past treasure all the time. And you're praying, God, please. Lord. And the Lord says, the day you wake up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The blessing of God. I tell you, relationships are vital. God's blessings flow through the pipeline of relationships. So that's why if you don't value, if you don't value, and if you abuse the relationship God has given to you to help you to enrich your life, you're miserable. You are wretched. You are poor. You are naked. You need to be clothed. So in the realm of the spirit, the angels are like, Ugh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. You are just walking naked. Interesting. The, 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 the church in Laodicea actually Economically, we're wealthy. We're wealthy economically. But spiritually, they were wretched. <laughs> May God deliver us from wretchedness. Amen. But it's wealth that comes with opportunities. Come on, somebody say opportunities. Some, there's some opportunities that are, you know, there, there are some wealth, there's some wealth that is disguised in form of opportunities. But it takes, it takes the eye. You, you need to be able to see. So many times you've prayed, God, do this for me, and God has answered, but then, because it didn't come in the shape. Huh? And in the complexion or in the accent that you expected it to come. Come on. It didn't come in the height that you expected it to come. Then you missed it. You missed it big time. And your angels are saying, come on, please do something. Hey. And you are there crying to God. May God open our eyes. Open our eyes. You know, Ananias nearly missed it when God told him to go and pray for Saul for his eyes to be opened. He says, Lord, you know what this guy is doing? Have you heard the headlines? Do you know what social media is saying about this guy? Hmm. Oh, my Lord, you have not read Facebook. The posts about this soul. Lord had to correct him. So sometimes there are things that people say that help to blind you. There are things that people say that blind you to what God is bringing. So just before it arrives, 
God has sent it before it arrives. The enemy will make sure he sponsors uh, and commissions some agents to put some veils by means of what they are saying. And then he just blinds you. I've been praying for myself because, you know, sometimes, I mean, I like to be, I mean, I want to be on the right track. I want to be on the straight and narrow. But at the same time, I have to be careful that I don't become too critical of people. You get my point? Yeah. So I need to dis- dis- distinguish between a weakness and a rebellion. Because they are two different things. Yeah. So some people are rebellious. If it's rebellion, we'll deal with it as rebellion. But if it's a child, there's nothing wrong with being a child. Hallelujah. You get my point? So, don't allow certain things to just cause you to miss the opportunity to raise a soul who will one day bless the body of Christ. You see? When Saul went to the wanted to join the disciples, nobody wanted to associate with him. Nobody. Everybody like, woo, hey, this Boko Haram, hey. (laughs) This is ISIS. But guess what? Barnabas. Hallelujah. May God give us Barnabases. So Barnabas took the risk. He said, no, I'll disciple this guy. Do you know that all that Saul did, that Paul did, Barnabas has credit in his account. Well, he can't, you, you can't deny it. There is, there is credit in Barnabas' account for eternity. Yeah. When you read Ephesians, Barnabas is also being rewarded. So those guys in heaven right now, their reward is increasing even though they are dead and gone. Yeah. It's increasing every every day. Somebody reads it and then he gets saved. Another Paul is just walking in heaven. Ah. God says, ah, more to you. Boom. Ah, again? Uh, of course. Barnabas, by the way, you also. Hmm? When I first heard about multi-level marketing, I said to myself, this guy's got something from God. Yeah. This one brings this, then, you know, this, then this one, you get this, then this. You understand? I'm not endorsing it, but I'm just saying. There's a reward system. 
If man can think like that, how much more God? You see? So may God open our eyes. Amen. Open our eyes. Imagine when you give towards this uh, uh, TV ministry and we get it going. All the people that will be impacted by that. You know that will be credited to your account. There's a percentage that will come to you. Hallelujah. God just begins to do things in your life and say, Ah, God. Ah. Say, (laughs) That's how it works. So, God has given someone an opportunity to get out of where they are to the next level. Don't allow somebody to come and sell you any oil and tell you that that's what will make you. It's a lie. It's just a salesman. Now, if you want to buy oil, 20,000, it's okay if you want to. Okay? You want to, I mean, well, whatever value you place in something, you, you know, you decide. But don't think that God is committed to God is committed to something because you paid so much. You getting my point? Yeah. You don't make merchandise of the anointing. You don't. It's wrong. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't give towards the, the work of God. And as a matter of fact, I think Christians need to give more than they do. But not by manipulation. Yeah? You have to give out of revelation. Revelation. What about mind? Your mind. There's a wealth. There's a wealthy mind. Soundness of mind is part of your wealth. Yeah. Soundness of mind. Do you know that? You can buy that. There's no, where will you find a sound mind to buy? (laughs) Solomon said something in Ecclesiastes that, you know, that people acquire a lot of riches, they get so much, but to enjoy it is God that gives you the ability to enjoy it. It's him that gives you the mind. (laughs) You see? So, if you destroy people to get somewhere, yeah, when you sleep, ooh, you, you know, you'll be seeing some, some people that no one can see. You get my point? Yeah. It's like this man, this doctor, years ago. This doctor was, uh, he was a big time doctor, you know, in a West African country. He used to work with the World Bank and came back. He started this practice. He's always traveling all over the world. But this guy opened an abortion clinic. He opened this abortion clinic and it was like, I mean, this, this guy was making money. You know, because, you know, 
I guess he was doing the abortions well, so that his patients didn't used to die. Uh, there are some other side places that you know people go to and then they don't come back. Uh, yeah. So because of that, he was getting lots of clients, making lots of money. And then he got to a point that when he goes to his office, he sits down in his office, he'll be hearing the cries of babies. Now he's hearing what others cannot hear. So what happened to the money? Shoo. You know, the deposits are going on in the bank. But his mind was tormented. <laughs> Come on. Then, guess what? It got to a point that not only when he sits in his office, in his house, he can't sleep. He keeps hearing babies crying. Babies crying. Take medication, take whatever to knock himself to sleep. In the sleep, he'll be hearing the baby's cry. Hey, this guy is looking around. And of course, as a scientist, you can't go and tell people, you know, their babies cry. Because they will say to him, you, you, you are out of your mind. But he knew what he was experiencing. Until later, somebody came, invited him to a, a full gospel businessman's fellowship. And that's where he got saved. He gave his life to Christ. And it was after he gave his life to Christ that that thing stopped. He closed that clinic. But never again. No more. So he got the money, but God didn't give him the mind to enjoy the money. <laughs> you see? So don't destroy people because, you know, because you want to get somewhere. Or you want to get something. Don't destroy relationships because you want to. You know, climb. You get there and discover how miserable you are. Even if you achieve it. You'll be miserable. So you need God to open the eyes of your mind so that you can see. You know, you can see in people. You can see opportunities. You can see treasures. You can see the treasures that, that you walked past last week. That this week you won't walk past them. You will see them. We all need to see. Every one of us is guilty of some kind of blindness. <laughs> Every one of us. So may God open our eyes. Lord, anoint my eyes with eye salve. So that I can see. Anoint. your eyes. So if you are going to get out of poverty, if you are going to get out of wretchedness, you need to see. Let me show you a scripture. 
uh, Genesis. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis 14. Uh, sorry, 13. Genesis 13 from verse 14. Now, this was after Abraham and Lord parted ways. Okay? They had been so blessed together. Lord had been blessed by proxy. Huh? By reason of his relationship. You know, you see, you see, I'm telling you, relationship is a pipe. It's a conduit. So by reason of your relationship, or his relationship with Abraham, he got blessed. But then they parted ways. The blessing was too much. They couldn't stay together. It's like this, uh, this minister that I, years ago, the husband and the wife, they, you know, they, their ministry grew so big that they, they divorced. And the reason was that they, their ministries were too big. And they couldn't, you know, they couldn't keep them together. So one had to go and then the other one. Amazing, right? What a reason. It's not because of any other thing, but you know, it just they were too blessed to be together. <laughs> Come on. Too blessed to stay. Ah. God open our eyes. What kind of deception is that? All right, verse 14. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lord had separated from him, lift up what? And now look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for, the, for all the land which you what? You see, I give to you and your descendants forever. As far as you can. So, the, I want you to notice something here. This is a key principle. It's not as, as far as you heard. As far as you can see. So, if all you see is your limitation, that's as far as you can see, then that's what you are given. But if you're going to be given... The, the nations, you need to begin to see that. See beyond where you are. A wealthy mind sees multi-generations. But a poor mind only sees the present. That's why a wealthy mind or a poor mind only thinks consumption. But a wealthy mind thinks investment. You see? Very different. You invest, your greatest investment will be in people. It's going to be your greatest investment in people. Why? Because that's where the wealth is. Jesus didn't come to die for gold. 
left better gold in heaven. He didn't come to die for silver. He didn't come to die for diamonds. He didn't come to die for, you know, platinum, lithium, or whatever. This is not what he came to die for. People. How do you determine the value of a thing by the price that is paid for it? Okay. The reason why you walk into the shop and they tell you this bread costs 15 rand and you pay for it is because that's, that's what they told you. That that's the value. Huh? And how many of you, uh, like for me, I like nuts. And I just noticed one thing. That every month, the, month, the price of nuts keeps going up. And I, and I said to them, and, and you know, I said, what's wrong with you? Why is it going up every month? It's not sustainable. Don't do that. <laughs> but you either buy or you leave and somebody else will buy. So that's it. The value of a soul is determined by the price that was paid for it. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? In other words, a soul is of greater value. One soul is of greater value than all the treasures of this world. That's why it's smart to use your unrighteous mammon to change lives. Are you getting up? Yeah. That's why we don't mind paying so much to be here so that you can be comfortable and enjoy the AC in this 35 degrees that just drains you. Sit down, you relax, you chill. It's an investment in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So God told Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, I give to you. So God gives you what you see. Touch your neighbor. Say, God gives you what you see. What do you see? Tell me, what do you see? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's what you see. If you don't see, you got nothing. So it's not your bank account. It's not your bank account that is your problem. It's not your salary that is the problem. It's your lack of sight that is the problem. It's your lack of vision that is the problem. Am I communicating? Don't look as if you're going to stone me because I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Let me share another scripture. Do you want more? Oh, you've had enough. Okay. Genesis 22. When Abraham was about to kill his son, right? On Mount Moriah. 
put, tied Isaac on the altar. He was about to kill him. The Bible says in verse 11, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in the ticket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And then look at the next verse. And Abraham called the name of the place what? The Lord will provide as it is said to this day. Right. So I want you to notice something here. There's a principle here. Provision comes with vision. Hallelujah. Yeah, provision comes with vision. So poverty is a sign of lack of vision. It's a lack of sight. Prior to this point, prior to his eyes being opened, the question is this, when did the ram get there? We don't know. But it had been there all along. Okay? The ram, God might have sent the ram, go climb, climb this mountain. As Abraham is climbing one side, the ram is climbing from the other side. Okay? So as you are climbing that mountain of that need, come on, as you are climbing the mountain of that need, I want you to know provision is climbing on the other side. It's climbing on the other side of your knee, of your mountain. Then when God spoke and said, don't kill the boy. Now I know that you fear God. That was where God swore. And the Bible says he turned and he sees. A ram. The horn was caught. The thing was, it, could, it was hooked. Let me tell you something. Your provision is hooked. It is trapped. It's waiting for you. For your eyes to open. Yeah. So may God open your eyes. How many people are in need? You are in need. As we speak. May God open your eyes. Lord my God. Let there be revelation. Let there be sight. In the name of Jesus, let there be sight. Thank you, Lord. There's provision. There's provision. So Jehovah Jireh, the revelation of Jehovah Jireh, comes with vision. The manifestation of Jehovah Jireh comes with vision. So your mind needs to start seeing. Start seeing things. And don't allow your situation to intimidate you and to imprison you and to impoverish you. Tell someone, say neighbor, 
my present situation is temporary. I was not created to live in this condition. I see better things. I see greater things. I see greater days. I'm coming out. Hallelujah. Amen. We're coming out. Coming out. This church is going to be one of the most resourced church in this land. I see it. I see it. We're going to, we're, we're, we're going to do things that people have not even imagined. Why? We've seen it already. It's a product of sight. Hallelujah. So you can't, you can't just, okay, we're in transition. So what? Do you know how many times Abraham was in transition? Do you know how many times? He was living in tents. We are even in a better, you know, better condition than Abraham. Yeah. So we're in transition, so what? It's time to develop your vision. Develop sight. Hallelujah. Sharpen your vision. Glory to God. Every household in Midran shall be reached. We will do it. The vision is already there. It's not clouded. We're not fooled. Hallelujah. So that's why, you see, I have, a, I have a conviction, I have a personal principle. If you take anything from me, what you have taken is so small. Because what is inside me, you can't take. So you, you only took what came out. But what is inside is more than what is out. So if somebody comes and, and steals your laptop, is that going to bless? Is that going to enrich them? If it takes a laptop to make, then it must be a small. Oh. Or if somebody comes and says, "Oh, it takes your car." Take it. You don't now get depressed because of, because of that. It's just something. What is inside is much more. Hallelujah. You can lose everything and still come up to be ten times better. Hallelujah. Because a wealthy mind does not think scarcity. So even if you take everything I have, I'm super blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 is part of my covenant right. Remember the Lord your God for it is he that gives you what? Power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant. It is a power. It is an ability. That's why I say wealth is an ability. There's something inside that you should be carrying. Hallelujah. Carry it. So don't, don't, don't be fooled by what you have around you. Hmm? You have some fancy stuff and then you lose them, then you are, oh my God, I'm finished. No! If somebody steals from you, give it to the person. Are you getting me? Just tell him, take it. Take it. There's much more where that came from. Hallelujah! 
Yeah. So that's the mind of a wealthy man. It's like saying, you know, somebody, uh, you know, somebody, uh, okay, Bill Gates, uh, some, uh, I think, was it two or three years ago where he kept out the waterfront. Bill Gates had a yacht there. Okay? So it's just parked there at the waterfront. And when he's around, he just, he just feels like chilling. He just comes to, to Cape Town to, you know. Imagine somebody takes that thing. Then now he can't sleep. Is it possible? It doesn't matter how much it is. It doesn't matter how much it costs. It's just, there's more. Hallelujah. So touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, there is more inside you than you imagine. It's a mindset. It's a way of thinking. God likes it when you see things. When you see why nobody else can see. You just see it. Just see it. God loves it like that. That's how come we are here. Somebody imagined this thing and built this thing. Designed it. Huh? And now we're enjoying it. Saw it. There's a mind you need to have so that you can reconstruct things. Hallelujah. Create new pathways. Come up with new things. Say, Holy Spirit, fill my mind with vision. The mind, my, the eyes of my heart to be flooded with light. I can see that's why when Joshua was before Jericho, when he got to Jericho, the Lord came to him and said, See, I have given you Jericho. Just see it first. Hmm? Joshua chapter 6. That's what? He said, See it. See it. You need to see it first. Hmm? You don't get there by accident. You know, in those in that in those realms, accidents don't happen. Accidents only happen in this realm. But in that realm, nobody accidentally just makes it. No, you don't. Because the laws that govern that realm will kick you out. So you have to, you have to develop that capacity to see when nobody else can see. There are still many inventions that are hanging in the air. It takes people of sight to see. There are many ideas. There are many innovations. They are here. Heaven is releasing them all the time. But we can't see. Because somebody didn't tell you. Nobody... What is going to tell you? You just need to hear it or see it. Hallelujah. So my prayer is that God will begin to open the eyes of our mind. That we will see. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Ask the Lord. I don't know what limitations you are faced with. In the midst of your limitations, don't lose your vision. Because one of the strategies of the enemy 
is to steal from you the ability to see. He wants to steal from you the ability to see. That's one of his strategies. So you make sure that he does not steal from you. Amen? We are all trusting God for one thing or the other. But you need to ask God to open your eyes. To see. To see. If you don't see how you can impact lives. If all you see is just yourself and you cannot see other lives. Then you are miserable. You are poor. God told Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. You have the capacity. God can show you something that will bless humanity. You need to press into that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just talk to the Lord. Come on, tell him. Lord, help me, help me. Forgive my blindness. <laughs> Forgive my ignorance. My poverty. You didn't create me to live such a life. The reason why some people cannot even be faithful in giving is lack of sight. It takes vision. I want God to open your eyes. I want God to begin to breathe over you. Fresh vision. Over your mind. The Bible says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let your mind be renewed. Father, I pray for your people. Open their eyes. Lord, my God, anoint our eyes. Anoint our eyes with eyesight. Mighty God. Mighty God. Help us to see the harvest. When Jesus looked, he saw the fields were ripe and ready for harvest. He saw what the disciples did not see. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see, oh God. I rebuke every blindness in this house. In the name of Jesus. I curse every blindness. In the name of Jesus. I ask for illumination. I ask for enlightenment. Mighty God, let the eyes of our hearts be enlightened. In the name of Jesus, show us things that have been hidden. You said in your word, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things yes, that you don't know of. Lord, I call upon you. I call upon you now yes, on the behalf of your people. Oh God, to show them great and mighty things. Reveal great and mighty things, my Lord and my God. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. No place for blindness. No place for short-sightedness. No place, oh God. No place, oh Father God. For myopic sight. In the name of Jesus. There's no place for myopia in this place. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit. Every spirit that has been commissioned to keep you in a state of blindness, I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. By virtue of the authority vested upon my life, I break it right now. I break the hold over your life. See your health. See your freedom. See, oh God, opportunities. Begin to see right now. I command you to see. I command you to see. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts. Open the eyes of our hearts. To see. That which you are revealing. Oh my God. For our lives. For our families. For our friends. Oh God, for, for our ministry, oh God. Oh my Lord and my God, even for the great commission. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Lord is telling me that there are some of you, He has actually shown you things already in dreams that he wants you to do concerning his work lord i just speak over those ones how many people you've received some dreams in your dreams god has told you things raise your hand let me see come on okay father i pray for these ones in the name of jesus for the strength for all that is required to make those dreams a reality Oh, Father, especially concerning your kingdom and for your work. Let it be done right now. I ask, oh God, that you release heavenly assistance for them to carry these things out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.